Happy Wednesday, everybody, or whatever day of the week it is when you're listening to this. I am Pastor Doug Minton, here with Wrestling With Theology, episode number 102. We have completed our loop around the Pro Wrestling America territory, which in the olden days was really like eight territories at least. But now we've gotten back to Minneapolis. First time it was the Target Center, now we're in the XL Energy Center in Minneapolis. The only roster change in this one is Michael Hayes coming into the organization, which we'll get to that in a minute. The show opens up tonight with Flex Cavana walking into the building. He is jumped from behind by the extreme horseman Carino Funk Incredible. At the height of the attack, Cavana's arm is slammed in a car door before his head is put through the windshield. Carino looks into the camera and says, I guess that'll take care of the title match tonight as the camera fades. Little backlog into this is I only had five members of the Extreme Horsemen and Gen 3 allowed in the building because those were the ones in the match. Carino and Funk defending the American Tag Team titles against Chavo and Flex Cavana. Credible is in the first match against Brett Wayne Sawyer. And after the attack, Credible comes out with an overwhelmingly cocky attitude. Sawyer took him by surprise with a slingshot suplex to win the match in 4 minutes 48 seconds. The next match was Gentleman Chris Adams versus Billy Gunn. Adams and Gunn fought a great match. Gunn tried to win the match with the Famouser, but Adams countered with a dragon screw leg whip. As both men got to their feet, Adams hit Gunn with a super kick for the win at a time of 6.52. The third match on the card, 15-minute time limit, Mance Warner versus Dangerous Doug Gilbert. Warner and Gilbert, I should say Doug, had a great match until Eddie got involved. While the referee was unconscious, Doug held Warner so that Eddie could throw a fireball. Warner ducked and the fireball engulfed Doug's face. Warner threw Eddie shoulder first into the ring post before hitting the knee pad up, knee pad down on Doug for the pin in 10 minutes flat. Next match, two awesome Japanese superstars, Great Kabuki and Jushin Liger. They put on a wonderful match for the fans for the entire 30-minute time limit. When the match was over, the fans gave both wrestlers a standing ovation for just the wonderful nature of the match, but also just how different in the styles of the 80s Kabuki and the 90s and 2000s Liger. Then we move to a match I had been waiting for myself as a fan in this Buzz Sawyer, Dirty Dutch Mantel. And, well, this is the way I would expect this match to go. Mantel's bullwhip is put on a pole in the corner. However, the match never really got underway because Terry Gordy interfered. Mantel had spent a couple of minutes before the match berating Gordy for turning on him during their tag team match on the last podcast. Gordy charged the ring and took out both Buzz and Dutch. Gordy tied Dutch in the ropes and busted him open before security could restore some semblance of order in the ring. The referee had called for the bell and declared a no contest in a minute 43 seconds.
Now we get to the first of the title matches on this card. World Tag Team Title Matches. I mean, we've got the World Tag Team Title, the Television Title, the American Tag Team Title, and the World Heavyweight Title. Why are the World Tag Team Titles the first ones? It's because the World Tag Team Champions are not even the highest rated tag team in the PWA. It's just the way it worked out with the Adams-Regal feud. So you have the World Tag Team titles up for grabs as the Dangerous Duo defends against Terry Gordy and a mystery opponent. The Dangerous Duo had spent most of the program trying to figure out who Gordy would get to be his mystery tag team partner. They had decided that whole turn on Mantell had been a work, but the previous match took that option off the table. The Dangerous Duo came out to the ring first. Gordy came out by himself. He grabbed the microphone and said, There is only one man who could truly be my brother in the ring. Bad Street began to play again, and Michael Hayes came out to the cheers of the crowd. Although Daniels and Douglas had many high spots in the match, the Freebirds dominated the champions until they put Daniels away with a spike pile driver to win the titles in 16 minutes, 11 seconds. Backstage during this match, Chavo was attacked by the Extreme Horsemen. Credible slams Chavo's head into a urine. Funk chokes him with the branding iron. As security separates them, Chavo is laying prone on the ground. The horsemen joyfully celebrate their achievement and head back to their locker room. So now we move into the television title match. 15-minute time limit, like always. Brickhouse Brown in this feud that he's had going on for the last three or four weeks with Moondog Spot. As in the matches on the house shows leading up to the card, Brown was able to hold his own against Spot. Spot was almost ready to win the match, but Bruno helped Spot out by tripping Brown as he bounced off the ropes. The referee saw it and called for the bell. Brown keeps the television title by disqualification in a time of 12 minutes and 55 seconds. Moondog Spot's not necessarily thrilled with downtown Bruno. We move into another grudge match, which would be an awesome match if we could ever find it. Great Muda versus Jesse James Armstrong. Muda and Armstrong fought a wonderful match, but it was cut a bit short. Armstrong went for a running clothesline in the corner, but Muda moved out of the way. Muda bounced off the side ropes with an Asai moonsault into a snap suplex for the win in a time of 10 minutes, 12 seconds. Now we get to the highly anticipated American Tag Team title match. Extreme Horsemen defending the titles once again against Gen 3. But they've taken out both members of Gen 3 that are in the building. So Terry Funk and Steve Carino come down to the ring for the Horsemen. Neither member of Gen 3 is in the arena anymore. Both of them have been taken to the hospital. The Horsemen begin to celebrate their victory by forfeit until I come out. I declare that an American Tag Team Titles match will occur on this card. The people paid to see the match, and that is what they'll see. So I announce the true number one contenders for the American Tag Team Titles, the Sawyer Brothers. The Sawyers make their way out to the ring to the love from the crowd. The Horsemen know that they've already fought a couple of hard matches, so it'll be easy pickings for them in this match. It would almost be like wrestling the injured opponents they were supposed to face. Unfortunately for the Horsemen, the Sawyer brothers held their own for more than 40 minutes. 
During the match, the crowd makes some big noise as the newly crowned World Tag Team Champions, the fabulous Freebirds, make their way through the crowd to front row seats, which had been vacant for most of the night. Carino took offense at the intrusion into their match. He grabbed the house mic and taunted the Freebirds. The Freebirds stood up and they were attacked from behind by Credible. Carino jumped over the guardrail to join in the attack. The Freebirds rallied back against the Horsemen. In the ring, Funk is double teamed by the Sawyer Brothers. Bobby Heenan comes down to the ring. He tosses Funk's branding iron into the ring as Funk is able to throw Brett out of the ring. Funk goes after Buzz with the branding iron, but Buzz ducks. The Gilbert Brothers rush down to the ring and confront Heenan. The Freebirds and the rest of the Extreme Horsemen tangle in the ringside area amongst the crowd. Buzz kicks Funk, who drops the branding iron. Buzz whips Funk into the rope, while Brett climbs the turnbuckle. Buzz picks Funk up in a hot shot as Brett jumps off with a flying bulldog. Brett rolls Funk over for the pin to finally dethrone the Extreme Horsemen as the American Tag Team Champions. Champions who had held the title for four months. The only original champions to still have held the titles. So in a time of 44 minutes and 10 seconds, the Sawyer Brothers are your new American Tag Team Champions. As the bell rings, the horsemen celebrate until they see the Sawyer Brothers holding the belts. Carino and Credible scurry over the guardrail and into the ring. The Sawyers are ready for them and attack them as they slide under the bottom rope. The Gilberts slam Heenan into the ring steps outside and climb onto the ring apron. The Freebirds also climb over the guardrail to act as lumberjacks around the ring. As the horsemen sought to flee the ring, the Freebirds and the Gilberts throw them back into the Sawyers. Security swarms the ring, but the horsemen are all laid out in the ring. The Sawyers, Gilberts, and Freebirds leave the ring celebrating the new tag team champions. So what's going on with this match? Why have something like this and the Extreme Horsemen Gen 3 feud. It helps build heat between the Extreme Horsemen and Gen 3 because the Horsemen lost the title belts when they thought they would have a night off, accepting the victory by forfeit. This also ties in the Extreme Horsemen sub-feud with the Gilberts. Now it has come out that Bobby Heenan has turned against the Gilbert brothers and joined Terry Funk in the Extreme Horsemen as their manager. After this match, the Horsemen will begin to spout off about the conspiracy to dethrone them from their American Tag Team titles. This will give them the opportunity to take advantage of their immediate rematch clause for the titles, but they will also have to keep an eye out for what Gen 3 will do as retribution for the injuries inflicted tonight. And also maybe throw in a shot at the World Tag Team titles with the Freebirds. This is Steve Carino and Terry Funk. Just incredible. These guys are known for mouthing off. So now we move to our main event. A match that would have been beyond awesome to have seen. World heavyweight title on the line. Stone Cold Steve Austin defending the title against Sting. This one hour time limit match was very reminiscent of the match that made Sting a superstar in the 80s. It is very similar to Sting's match at Clash of the Champions 1 against Ric Flair. Both superstars had many, many opportunities to put their opponent away. Sting kicked out of the Stone Cold Stunner four times. Austin kicked out of the Scorpion Death Drop twice and escaped the Scorpion Death Lock three times. As the match wore on, the locker rooms cleared out. All of the PWA stars who were still in the building 
because the horsemen had left in disgust, lined the entryway roughly 45 minutes into the match. They were enamored with the wonderful match they were watching between these two top wrestlers. With barely over a minute left in the match, Austin got his final advantage with the Thez press off the ropes. Austin pounced on the side of Sting's head before rolling over to the side. He sizes up Sting as he gets to his feet. He nails Sting with the stunner for the fifth time and is able to get the pin to retain his title at a time of 59 minutes, 4 seconds. The gathered wrestlers, as well as the entire arena, erupted in a standing ovation for both wrestlers. As Austin helped Sting to his feet and encouraged the crowd to show their support for him as well. Austin leaves the ring, falling between the middle and top ropes, leaving Sting in the ring by himself. An awesome way to end the card for tonight. And truly, as Austin as a face and Sting as a face, the way to end it. With a great match, a clean ending, and the support of the rest of the roster. Showing that Truly, these guys are guys who love the business of wrestling. That's all for Pro Wrestling America this week. Again, I encourage you, next week we are digging deeper into Exodus Chapter 40, the erection of the tabernacle, and a review of what has gone on in the book of Exodus before we move into Psalms in 2021. I also encourage you to... Listen to the Moments of Meditation that are there daily at 8 a.m. Central Time, as well as the sermons, both historic and ones I am doing now that I am the vacancy or interim pastor at Lutheran Church of the Triune God in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, to hear the great things that God has for us as we wrestle with theology today and always. Amen.